Hey, Zach. Hello, good morning, church. Good morning. morning. I'm excited that I get to be up here and share uh, the lesson with you guys today and what I feel like God has been putting on my heart or God has been teaching me uh, my time with him and just trying to hope that 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 will help uh, you guys as well. And that's funny that Sue just ended talking about the idea of, you know, we get to use this as an anniversary every week because yep. anniversaries has been what's been on my mind recently uh, and mm. thinking about tomorrow will be my two-year that as well as it will also be my 12th anniversary since I was restored in the kingdom as well uh, back in 2011 so it's kind of both on the same day so I feel like I've been spending the last you know, few weeks reflecting on both of those things and thinking about where was I, you know, 13 years ago versus 12 years ago versus 10 years ago and kind of the journey that, that God has been on with me, you know, since that time. You know, starting with, you know, I feel like, you know, that, that day I was restored, feeling like the person who was, you know, the, the lost sheep that, that God left the others to come and find, or you know, the, the parable of the lost son, where I was off, you know, eating pig slop, and God was waiting for me to come back, and you know, ran out to me uh, and gave me a big hug. And thinking about the, the the places or the direction that my life was going, and then you know the directions that God has taken me in since then, a life that I never could have imagined. Thinking about all the people that were there on you know, our wedding day, whether it was people that you know came as guests, whether it was our family, whether it was the people in our bridal party and the, the different conversations and relationships and how that has affected me, you know, to, to make me the person that I was to be able to be in that position and to be able to marry uh, be able to marry Jesse. So I'm thinking you know, we have a a trip planned uh, in a month from now, basically, with the Woodleys, with Emmy and Kyle, to go to Italy. So I've been thinking about that. I'm thinking about, you know, these are, you know, dear friends that we haven't, you know, seen as much since they moved from Vermont, but that, you know, Jesse lived with Emmy and I lived with Kyle for years, and there was a lot of conversation and a lot of relationships that have, you know, helped us get to where we are today that I'm so grateful for and have been reflecting on and that, you know, when we've gotten together to talk about this trip or to plan it, that it can feel like, you know, even though I might not have talked to them in a while, it feels like you, know, you pick up where you left off and it's easy to just jump into that place where I feel you know, comfortable and excited to, to go on this kind of journey with them. You know, I think we, we did like our first date as a you know, dating couple with them. You know, I've had countless conversations with you know, Kyle, about, you know, relationships, and it's just funny that I would have never thought at the time when we were living together and getting to know each other better that Kyle kind of ended up marrying somebody that was kind of like me, and I ended up marrying somebody that was kind of like him. <laughs> God, God knew in advance and was preparing us in our relationship with one another for, for what was to come in ways that wow. I don't think either of us was. That's the way to say it, bro. Uh, <laughs> I think I can get caught up sometimes in 
in life or even in my walk with God where I can feel like, you know, obviously, you know, God was what started me on this journey. He's the one that ran out and, you know, he was the, the father that didn't give up on me and that chased me down. But I can sometimes, I think, fool myself into thinking that just praying and reading my Bible and, you know, is going to be enough for me to continue to grow and continue to, to thrive. And I think obviously it's important, but I think that's a, a lie that Satan can use and, and not feeling like we need one another. But just kind of reflecting on, on these anniversaries has made me realize how much these different relationships have have been a, a part of that process, how much the body is important in, in that growth, and that we have to have those relationships to be able to grow. And obviously, God's love is the basis of that, but then, you know, I feel like we all have the Holy Spirit. I'm not always in touch with the Holy Spirit, maybe as much as I should be in my own walk or, or the spirit that's inside of me. So sometimes God needs to use the spirit that's inside of, you know, one of you to be able to speak to me and, and through you uh, in those moments. So I think that's, we, we've talked about the idea you know, a lot lately of, you know, loving, loving God and then loving one another. And so I feel like that's, the importance of that has been what, what God's had me reflecting on. Uh, I think obviously Jesus is the uh, the perfect example of <laughs> of that, uh, and so that's kind of what, what I want to look at today. Um, both, you know, obviously the, the second part will be about Jesus and the relationships he had with people here, but I think something that can get overlooked is that that Jesus is part of the Trinity. He sets like an eternal example of relationship through interaction with. With God, the Father, the Spirit, and that. Uh, let's flip to John chapter 17. I was reading this passage and I was listening to a lesson that talked about this that really hit me in a way that I hadn't thought about uh, prior to that. John 17, starting in verse 20, it's Jesus praying for you know, the believers. And he says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I think that idea of, that's such a, a crazy high standard. Jesus is saying, you know, he wants us to be as close in relationship with one another as he is with, with God the Father and, and with the Spirit. And I think it's like they're literally <laughs> complete, you know, they're in that complete unity that he's talking about. And that's what Jesus is praying for and hoping for in the believers. He's praying for the people that, you know, his disciples that he was teaching, but he said, you know, he's praying also for those who will believe in me through their message. People that he knew he was never going to meet uh, in person, but that he still knew through, you know, the, the messages that he preached through the Holy Spirit, through, you know, you have God, the, the creator, the father, 
you know, you have Jesus, the, the Redeemer, the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit who is, you know, the sustainer and the messenger to, to continue, you know, helping us to, to grow and to, to draw near with God and near with one another. And that, you know, we need to have, the goals for our relationships with one another to be that level of intimate, that level of close, which is, it can even be like intimidating for me to think about. I can be close, you know, I feel like a protection mechanism that life can teach you sometimes is to keep it at a distance until you you grow and spend time and then, you know, you can learn to let one another in. That's, that's time that we need to, to be spending, you know, with, with God and with one another. And I was talking about this idea with, with Jesse, and she was talking about a, a book that she was reading, you know, and the idea that God, you know, some people will think God created men because he was lonely. But it, that wasn't the case. It was he had such a perfect, complete unity of relationship with, with Jesus and with the Spirit that they wanted to overflow that that love and unity and compassion you know to to the things that he was created you know he had created the world he created all those things before us but something that he could make in his own image and love uh, and, and allow us to partake uh, in, in love in that way uh, it's just crazy to to think about that God is so full of that love and in that complete unity that he just wants us to be a part of it. We were created to be a part of it. And that when we're we're not doing that, you know, we're not gonna grow, we're not gonna be living out God's goal for us in in Christianity. But the purpose of our of our being both with him and Thankfully, Jesus doesn't just lay out this impossible standard, but he also lived he lived it, and he explains that the purpose of it. He says, you know, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. I'm just been thinking of, you know, how can, now I feel like I can get discouraged sometimes with being in a smaller church in Vermont or feeling like we live in a such a, atheistic place to a degree, but if we are just focusing on our relationships with one another, that is going to be how God gets his message out there. Because that's how the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And I think if we, if we invest that, if we have that in mind and we invest that level of commitment, think it can be challenging for me sometimes being like a natural introvert. I feel like, you know, sometimes I just want to get away and be by myself or be by myself with God. Uh, and that's obviously important. That's where I need to get charged up to be able to have the energy to to have that level of relationship with you guys. But I think, uh, you know, earlier I was talking about my relationship with Kyle and I was reflecting on a, a time when we were first living together and, and he was going through a harder time. I felt like I was being selfish in my time and in my relationship and that maybe we didn't have the depth of, of relationship we should have because of that. Uh, but ultimately, I think all of us want to have that relationship with one another. 
we're here as a body because that's what we desire, that's what we strive after. And I, and I, I think that's how I was at that time, even if we weren't there yet. Um, but there was, I think, humanity, not even just within the church, we can come together in, in times of crisis. Where, you know, when this war with Ukraine started, there were all kinds of people trying to pull together to be able to help people with an obvious need. Whenever there's a natural disaster, an earthquake, a hurricane, it's easy to see people come together and, and try to help uh, and, and be one in those circumstances. And I feel like, you know, for, for me spiritually, you know, in my relationships, it's easy for me to do that when I see that crisis event. So there, there was a time in our, our walk where, where Kyle was struggling with something. And, and I went to have a conversation with him, and he had, like, snuck out of the house out the window, <laughs> and, and I remember me and Chris and Giovanni going out, you know, like midnight, wandering, looking for him in Winooski and in Burlington, and, and finding him and having a conversation and just being like, hey man, like we want to love you, we want to be here for you, we want to help you, and I remember him saying something to me that stuck with me, and it was just like, you know, he was appreciative that we were there in that way, but it's like, you know, why didn't you guys give this love sooner? Or like, why did you? Why did it take getting to this level for for you to do you know something about it or to, to, to try to reach out in that way? I think that really stuck with me. Yeah. It's like you know why did it? Why did it take that level? That, that should be something that you know we, we lived in the same house. There were plenty of opportunities to to build and to check in and see how he was doing before that uh, that I didn't take advantage of. You know? And I feel like. I've maybe slipped back into that in some of my relationships. I feel like just thinking about these things and thinking about that relationship in that moment, that's something that God has really stuck with me. It's like, okay, you know, we don't want to wait for it to get so bad that, that we, we see the obvious need and we call out. But we should be checking in with one another. I think crazy life happens, and if you're not in there having that checking sign, you can miss how it can things that are happening. Think of, you know, Ryan and Katie, Ryan's been out of a job and his dad was just sick in the hospital. There's a lot of things going on that I'm like, okay, that's a relationship I should be giving more to now so that there doesn't get to be a point where, you know, it gets to that level of, of disconnection and yeah. desperation. So I think let's, try to have that, that same heart and that same strive for that complete unity uh, that, that Jesus talks about with, with the Father and with the Spirit. Uh, and then I think you know, I've been reading through Matthew and through John and the various Gospels, and I think you know, studying the Gospels and, and just looking at Jesus' relationship, like everything he did was relational. You know, as a life team, we've been trying to, to pull together and be closer, and we started watching The Chosen, which I think most of the people had seen, but I, Jesse and I had not uh, watched it to that point. And I, I like that the whole, you know, focus of the show seems to be that relational aspect of, of Jesus. And that, you know, whether it was people that he has, you know, one interaction with, you know, thinking of stories in the Bible, the woman at the well, or Nicodemus, but also the... You know, the disciples who he's around all the time. The, the relationship, you know, we saw, it was like the first episode, him and Mary, you know, meeting for the first time, and that, that level of comfort. Uh, then you see him kind of recharge his battery, and, 
you know, we watched that sort of he's out praying and, and getting close to God, and then you know, he was interacting with all these little children that were around. I think that perfect example of wherever whoever he was with in the moment, he was fully present, he was fully uh, aware of of the needs and of of caring to know what they were with with each individual, uh, and you know, just trying to, to think about am I that level of intentional in my relationship with the times that I get to spend with uh, the people that I'm around. I don't think I have been, but I think that's that's what I want to be, and that's what I need your guys' help to be too. Uh, and I think it's going to take prayer. It's going to take fasting and. Those are things I feel like God's been putting on my heart that maybe I haven't been growing in. So, if you feel if you want to grow in those things, pull me offline, and you know we can get time with one another to, to help do those things uh, and to start to build those relationships. But I think it's just been cool seeing you know not necessarily all the stories in that show are directly laid out in the Bible. A lot of them are, but it's just how would Jesus have interacted in these situations? Having that on our on our mind uh, is really how we're going to make a difference in one another relationships here and in the church. I was looking through the New Testament, and there's like 59 one another passages you know, just in the New Testament. And then looking at examples, you know, even in the Old Testament of Jonathan and the armor bearer, or you know, David, you know, needing Nathaniel to call him out. Even Peter, you know, after Jesus is gone, Peter's leaving the church, but he still needed Paul to correct him and call him out on things that he, you know, he may have been doing wrong. You know, Paul and Timothy, obviously the perfect example being Jesus and his disciples. And I was just kind of looking through a list, and I'm just going to read off some of those passages. You can do a deeper study if you want, uh, or I can send you scriptures if you want of, of some of these, but... It talks about, you know, love one another, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves, live in harmony with one another, instruct one another, have equal concern for one another, serve one another in love, carry each other's burdens, be patient, bearing with one another in love, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, do not lie to each other, bear with each other. Teach one another, admonish one another, encourage one another, build each other up. Do not grumble against one another. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other. There's just so many uh, that it kind of gets overwhelming to look at. But that I think that is that is the heart of why Jesus, you know, has been gone for thousands of years, but his message and his impact is still felt to this day because he was intentional in every interaction and every relationship. And John, you know, 13, you know, he gives them that new command, you know, love one another as I have loved you. And that, you know, kind of similar to the passage from John 17 that I read, that's how other people are going to know that we're of God in that relationship that You know, right after that passage, in the next chapter, Jesus is kind of preparing his disciples to be, you know, without him. He's talking about predicting his betrayal and that, you know, he needs to go, but that God is is going to send 
Holy Spirit. I just want to read John 14, 25 to 26. It says, all, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And I think, like I was saying earlier, we, we're not always, you know, we, we all have the Spirit in this room. We, we're not always in touch with it. So we need one another to, to allow the Spirit to work through us. And it says, you know, it's going to teach us all the things and remind us of everything. You know, I, I, I know and I understand the importance of the relationships, but sometimes life distracts you and you need that reminder. And I think, you know, we're not always going to be able to, to self-check and self-remind, but it, that if we're in there with one another and we're talking about, you know, God, I, I was thinking, you know, the disciples after they heard messages from Jesus, you know, there's not a lot of examples showing in the Bible, but you know they had to have further conversations. And, you know, I think of one of those few that stood out to me as, you know, when Peter, James, and John are talking about who's going to be the greatest. They were they were continuing a conversation, you know, that, that Jesus had with them, uh, with one another. And I think it's through those conversations that we can learn and that we can understand uh, fully that we each have perspectives that, that maybe, uh, you know, I'm grateful for somebody like Steve Neff who can be a deep thinker and he can ask a lot more questions than maybe I do when I'm reading the scripture on my own. I can feel like, yeah, I totally know what that means and I've got it. And then he'll ask a question and I'm like, maybe I don't know what that, <laughs> maybe I haven't fully thought about this. It's, it's through those interactions and the different ways of, of thinking and the different lessons that God has taught each one of us through our individual walks and through our relationships that, that are ultimately going to help Carry each other to uh, to the end. That you know, it it was a command. You know, it's a you know, new command I give you to love one another. And in First uh, John chapter three, it's another example of of John sharing that thought as a command. It says, you know, and this is his command to believe in the name of his Son Jesus Christ and to love one another as he has commanded us. The one who keeps God's command lives in in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. I think sometimes I think God needed to command it because it's easy for us to not do it. (laughs) But when we see it as, oh, this is a command from God, there's a level of seriousness and dedication I think that that needs to come from that. Uh, So I think let's, let's help one another live up to that command. Let's talk about what <laughs> what we're learning. Let's talk about what God is teaching us and, and be able to pass that, that teaching on to one another so that we can ultimately be uh, the best friends, the best husbands, the best wives, the best uh, sharers of the gospel to the, to the lost, the best church uh, here in Vermont that, that we can be. And really, I feel like we, we have an impact <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, let's just bow our heads and end with a prayer. Uh, dear God, thank you for uh, who you are, God. Thank you for being the perfect uh, example, God. And thank you for 
uh, having that love, having so much love and, and unity and harmony to give God that you created us just to share in that with you. I pray that we can think about every day the, the love that you have for us, God, the, the life that you called us from, God, and the life that you called us to. I pray that we can really connect uh, daily with that, God, that we can connect you know, at the very least, uh, when we're here on a Sunday with that God, and get back, pulled back onto the right track when we drift off. Thank you for putting each one of the people in this room uh, in my life, God, and the ways that they have helped prepare me for, uh, you know, the marriage I'm in, and helped prepare me for, uh, to, to be able to finish the race, God. Sometimes we can grow tired, and we need that person to, to kind of cheer and encourage and drag us along, God, and that if we're all trying to be that for one another, God, that, that nobody's going to get left behind. Uh, thank you for the, the perfect example that you've given us, uh, for the life that you've given us. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen.